Hello and welcome to the Experimentalist Podcast with Ogilvy Street. This is episode 58, or as I have in the past called them, Session 58. And this one in particular features a lot of spaced out material, kind of like what you hear in the background. I think that goes on for a little while. And we'll get into that in just a minute. Um, but even further than that, there will be some very terrible moments that I'll try to not necessarily cut out with editing, but by talking over them. Um, I'm in a very much in a stage where I'm practicing a lot. Um, a lot more than just playing. The purpose for the the podcast is just to have a day where I can turn on my instruments. Right now I'm primarily playing keyboards. Uh, no guitar anymore, which I'm I miss it from time to time. I still mess around on my little Felix the Cat kind of three-quarter size Martin guitar that I have sitting around the house. Um, but other than that, playing strictly keys, since that is the focus of the work that I'm doing with the David Bowie band Life on Mars. Um, so in this particular episode, there's sections where I'm sort of doing I, I find myself getting into practice exercise things and those aren't really that interesting to listen to at all um and it frankly it makes me a little embarrassed uh to even show that stuff i think other musicians might know what i'm talking about where you practice at home or in your practice space wherever that is and then when you go perform live somewhere, you play something that other people are actually going to listen to or you want them to listen to. You don't want it to sound like practice. And that definitely happens in this episode later on. So just want to bring that to everybody's attention early. And I will do my best to cover it up. With a story, say, about... A guy who um, had pets. And whenever his wife would leave the house to go to work, go shopping, go to the gym, any of those things, the pets would turn into human beings. Or some, some resemblance of a human being, but also a little resemblance still of the animal that they were uh, previously. So, I mean, he has a dog, a cat, a lizard, a hamster, or some sort of mouse-like creature. That one, when that grows up, Let's just say when it first started growing up, it would freak him out. 
even though he was used to the anim other animals changing form and becoming human-like, this mouse, hamstery-looking thing. That came out looking more just like a giant mouse hamster. And if he would sleep in... And his wife would get up early and go to the gym and before she would leave she'd be like, Are you... Do you want to come with me? Do you want to come work out? And he'd be like, yeah, I really want to, but I got so much to do. So I'm just, I'm going to get up, but, you know, I got to do some work up in the office and all that. So next time I'll definitely go to the gym with you, but today I, I just can't. But I'm getting up, and he would get up, and he would make coffee... And then he'd sit it there on the counter and go right back to bed. And if he would do this, she would leave and all the animals would morph into their human-like forms. And this hamster mouse would morph and start creeping up on the bed. He would open up his eyes and have a full-on Godzilla like experience thinking he was just a miniature dude down in this pillow city and this crazy monstrous creature was stomping up crushing the whole place but I mean that would last a couple seconds a minute maybe until he woke up and was like oh shit I gotta actually get some work done around here So if we come across a point in this podcast where I'm playing that practice-like material, I'll say something kind of like that. But in the meantime, let's get to the music and check out what's going on, and I'll kind of get in the mood of everything.
it's funny, I just got a call from my good friend Karsh McCabe. And he was telling me that everything is practice. Like, there's no way you can only practice at home and perform in public. He said, still, when you're performing in public, which I would include this podcast in that, And if that seems weird, um, it's basically because everything that I'm playing in the podcast is live, not double-tracked or anything like that. So the experience of playing it is like a performance because I know whatever I'm going to play is going to be in this podcast and you know if it's terrible or if it's good at this point that's really all it could be probably at any point and Karsh was telling me that as well he said you know not everybody's going to know all the shit that you played And what he meant by that is, uh, say everything that I've played in my entire history. I'm thrown off by, I was doing a long, uh, a long, uh, meaning saying the word, uh, for a long time in order to come up with some new thoughts of things to say. And the uh that I made vibrated in such a weird manner that it threw everything off for me. Obviously, I'm wearing headphones, so I can hear myself in a totally different manner than, you know, speaking in a normal everyday event type sound environment. I'm at a point right now where I have to stop recording because I've gone so off track and the music has died in the background. That's what I'm blaming for going off track because instead of Continuing with that story, uh, even though there was a second part to it of me getting distracted and explaining why I got distracted, the absence of sound in the background is such a catastrophic situation for me that I have to start looking at the computer screen and figuring out how much time until the sound comes back in so I can in a sense, actually have an idea of something to talk about, or I'm not as concerned with what I'm going to talk about. Because with the music in the background, I'm just trying to add words, syllables. 
possibly, but not ultimately a few notes. I like to think when I'm talking, there is uh, sometimes a little bit lowering of the voice, and then it gets a little higher sometimes, you know, just to add those notes in there. However, with no music in the background, it gets very difficult to just make those impulse decisions and make those things happen. And, you know, in a situation exactly like this, exactly right now, I'm looking at the computer screen and I see uh, just around two more minutes of time before there's going to be any music coming in. And this goes back to that idea of practice that Karsh and I were talking about. See, I'm using this time period, this two, three-minute block here, to not have music in the background because of a promise that I made that there would not be... Actually, let me take that back. I don't know if I promised that there would not be, but I would do my best to cover up the practice sounding music. And while I do that, let me bring up this week's beverage, since I have a little bit of time to talk about it. This week's beverage is a Strange Ways specialty. It's called Just Say Go. And I'm going to try to not screw any of this stuff up because I don't have a can nearby. I just have a wonderful Beatles glass with George Harrison jumping around in black and white, Hard Day's Night style. And this dark black Belgian triple by Strange Ways. And, you know, I don't know how you feel about it, but me personally, I'm sitting here, I'm doing this podcast, I'm hearing some music come back in, I'm looking at this glass, it's a beautiful, velvety, dark black, and... Just the sight of it in a glass alone, it'll seduce you right there. However, if you can get this, I know Strange Ways is one of those breweries that makes a ton of beer, and you go, you try it, you love it, you go back, it's not there. They've made 15 other beers. Some of them are crazy. I mean, I love the brewery, I love taking chances, but some of that stuff, that's over the back of the left field wall. That's into some dude's living room.
But yeah, practice. We do it all the time. A rapper practices busting fat rhymes. He doesn't just come out on the corner, see some cardboard laid out, a guy spinning around on his back, noticing there's some sounds coming from around the corner. He goes around there and there's a guy with a couple turntables mixing it up. He finds a crowd of random people. Somehow gets them to gather around. And he starts to flow. It just doesn't happen. He's up in his apartment. Six hours a day. Writing. Rhymes. And he's taking a shower. Or shaving. Or taking a shit. And he's practicing those rhymes. Memorizing that. So that it doesn't screw it up. But you can't be perfect all the time. And sometimes he's out there. On the corner. Trying some new things. Trying to say a couple new lines. Trying to sound a little bit different. And he stumbles. Things just don't come out exactly like he planned. But you know, in that moment, he can feel good about it. Because that... That... Was just practice.
So from this conversation with Karsh McCabe, I learned also the value of a good, meaningful apology. So I'd like to take this time just to apologize for that long section of no music. That was another practice idea and you know, I'm still wrestling with the fact when is it a good time to practice and what is the other time when you're not practicing these are questions I'm going to have to go over for hundreds and hundreds of years. But when I come out on the other side with the answers, I mean, how great is that going to be? You know, if I just got to wait... I'll give a nice low minimum... 200 years. Where could you imagine things being There it is. The past. This episode of the Experimentalist Podcast with Ogilvy Strait is brought to you by Strange Ways. Just say go. Strange Ways. Strange ways. Just say no. Just say good. It's crazy. It's crazy. 
everybody I want to start wrapping it up on this episode I am serious about the apologies even though the apologies weren't that serious and I'm going to be fading this out completely for a few moments yet again which is a uh, some sort of thread in this podcast, I guess, having longer moments of no music in the background. But this section that's coming up, um, not necessarily all of the section that is getting totally leveled down to zero, uh, it's practice stuff. So there's going to be serious practice stuff coming on after this. When the music comes back up, it's going to be all practice. And I I think one of the themes is just um, feeling comfortable practicing and uh, performing for people when shit isn't totally figured out. 
because with me personally, it's never going to be. And I have one song coming up that I'm working on with this band, Life on Mars. Uh, And we, I just found this out, just got emailed during this podcast. We got a gig coming up on January 7th at the Camel. Um, I've played there once before, opening for Samson Trin and the Upper East Side Big Band. Sorry I messed that up, Samson. Um, but where was I going? Oh, so I've got this piano piece, like a big one that I've got to do in the band, um, probably coming up that night, which is the song Life on Mars. Um, in my opinion, which may not be extremely valid based on my knowledge of music and how to play piano at this point. Um, My opinion is that the song is extremely hard. But the big thing is, it's one of the only songs in all of, you know, the songs that we do and we will be playing in the future. It's one of the only ones that feature my playing you know almost predominantly and it's extremely hard so i guess what i want to bring up is one later in this podcast i get into a practice thing that i'm doing where i'm trying to switch chords and figure out exactly what notes to choose when i'm switching through a ton of different chords when i play that part i'm sure any musician that is even the slightest bit better than me, which is all of them out there, are going to recognize that this is the practice thing that I'm doing. And it sucks. Like, I'm (laughs) not very good at it. But it leads its way into start to try to practice some of this Bowie material because when this song, Mother Effin' Plays, like, it... Hmm, I don't even know how to say it. I'm so nervous about it. Um, it's just, it depends on me, kind of. I don't want to say that meaning I'm the controller of it. It's just if I don't pull the song off, it's ruined. And that is one of the first times that that style of pressure is going to be on me. And, uh, I don't want to screw that up. But I'm trying to accept all possible outcomes well before getting there. So if I do screw that up, I'm sorry. But I am working on not screwing it up. And some of that is going to be doing shit like this and doing some practice stuff on the podcast and putting it out there and not being worried about having to edit that. Um, So anyway, hopefully that all makes sense. I knew I wanted to talk about life on Mars a little bit, but I 
don't know if I wanted to admit all that stuff just yet, but maybe that's the whole purpose of recording this stuff on the fly. And that's cool. And you know, I think about it sometimes. I try to think about everybody and how how hard everyone works and they have to hide that fact a lot of times it just doesn't make any sense we should congratulate everyone on how hard they work because they're awesome. They're awesome. The Experimentalist Podcast with Ogilvy Street. It is performed live every week. The music in the background is performed in one take by Ogilvy Street. And mostly unedited. Mostly because they mostly come out at night. Mostly. Thanks, everybody. Peace.